Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast, where Welsh rugby matters, your home of Grand Slam Rugby Chat. So after a gruelling campaign, Wales lift the title, notching up a record 14th win in the process picking up the Triple Crown, and most importantly, most importantly, a fourth Grand Slam in 14 years. Joining me to get completely indulgent about this is the King of Cowbridge, Daniel Killick. Oh, you Daniel, calm down yet? <laughs> no. God, it feels good, doesn't it? It does, and I'm quite glad we haven't had an opportunity to talk about this at all yet, so it's all going to be going out Yeah, it was literally fresh. Probably very quiet. Yeah, it's going to be going out fresher than I feel, probably. So, yeah. You look a little bit ropey, but not too bad. I am fresh as a daisy. Fresh as those flowers there. Is that right? Um, well, it's a rarity, as you know. It is, yeah. You're not like that at the best, at the best of times. So, um, yeah. Where did you watch the game? I watched the game in the house. Vic was uh, working, so I was on mm. duty. Obviously not well planned, but... Um, yeah, the girls with me. Imi managed to sit through 19 minutes of the Scotland game and watch the first, the whole of the half, um, which was great. Sang, she sang the anthem. Which is impressive at that age. Knows the words better than I do, uh, which, is, which is a lovely little moment. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed it. Watched, yeah, watched the house and um, managed to catch up with everything. It was difficult, mind, knowing that you were there and uh, all the boys were there as well. Yeah. Um, I was literally the only one. As I text you earlier on today, unfortunately, I'm not the I'm not the party animal I once was. So I was asleep in bed, but at midnight I did have a a missed WhatsApp call from uh, from our good friend Dav, <laughs> who was obviously still out on the Raz at that point, going strong. Yeah, got good stamina, isn't he on the on the sessions? Yeah, he's got a very good engine, an engine like Ken Owens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I funny enough, so I had a missed call from him at about eleven forty five. Vic, I just felt like a, an elbow in the back, yeah. like, you know, turn your phone off. Yeah. So I had to just knock it off. But um, I think he, yeah, he finished up at the, uh, the Edmonds, the Edmonds Arms in Cowbridge, which is a proper local bit of a, I think it was probably a tribute band on. Um, yeah. So he's probably not feeling too, too good today. Well, as you can imagine, and as you can probably tell, we're massively excited about this. And these, these are the, po- these are the podcasts you live for. They're, as you said before, they're a little nice bit ones. easier to do than, you know, Dragons uh, getting pumped by 50 points at home to Ulster. So, you know, these these ones you've got to enjoy, haven't you? But a quick word for our sponsors before we get underway at So Coffee Trades. If you've not listened before, uh, So Coffee Trades is the coffee business run by the Ospreys hooker, Scott Otten. And uh, yeah, he's backed our our show for the last couple of seasons. So if you want to back Scott and get your hands on some great coffee, then do that by downloading the So Coffee app. And you'll even get 15% off as well. And uh, yeah, I'm fairly certain I'm going to need a couple of those tomorrow morning to get going after this weekend. Later on, 
We'll have our Attacking Scrum Six Nations Award, so stay tuned to find out who wins our Burke of the Tournament. Spoiler alert, it's Eddie Jones. But before that, fact or fiction, and uh, Dan, I ask you this every week, explain to the listeners how fact or fiction works. I still don't know exactly how it works. It's really simple. Five statements, we decide whether they're fact or fiction, and as you can imagine, they're all rooted around Wales this week. I'm never going to answer that, you know it. I know. You can start by answering this one, though. Alan Wynne-Jones is the greatest Welsh player ever, fact or fiction? Fact. Wow. That's huge, isn't it? It is huge, but he has to be, doesn't he? I mean, the guy is unbelievable, isn't he? Absolutely incredible. He's getting better and better. I don't know quite know how that's possible, but he is. Um, he's just so inspirational, isn't he? The, you look at him and you want to you wanna play for him. Yeah. Even when you're, even when you're watching it on TV. Um, I just think the, the, the number of games he's played, the way in which he never goes off, and in, in particular yesterday, I thought... I think he's done some damage. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he something comes out that he's done some damage there. I said exactly the same thing today. Did you? Because yesterday it felt bad in the stadium and watching it back on the replay, you know, you can hear him. You can hear, hear him wince. Yeah. yeah, and that's not um, not something you ever expect expect from Alan Jones. So you knew it was bad and then he taped up and went on to play the full 80. So yeah, you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if he's pushed himself deep into the red and... There might be some yeah. repercussions of that, but what a warrior. He is. He's an, he's an absolute hero, isn't he? And um, yeah, it's the number of games he's played. I know, obviously, we've had, when you look across, you know, all the eras, and we haven't seen, you know, we haven't seen a load of the players have we, that have been sort of hailed as top, top, you know, rugby players. Yeah. But if you look at, in the professional era, the amount of games he's played, how attritional it is, mm. the, you know, the man management, just everything, the way he trains, it's just, he's, He's so far ahead, isn't he, of everybody else? And that consistent—that's the biggest thing, isn't it? The consistently, he plays. He could have man of the match mm. every game, couldn't he? Yeah. And Jonathan Davis, you know, Jonathan's always harping on about, it, isn't he? But it's true. Yeah. You could give it to him every game. Just could. So, you could. I, I think the difficulty is is comparing between eras. Like you say, we can only go on the folklore of of Gareth Edwards and Phil Bennett and Barry John, all of these fantastic great players. You can only judge on what you've seen, really. And the thing that really impressed me for me, you said at the start, he's playing his best rugby now. I think he's playing better rugby mm. now than he's ever played before. And that's that's just mad. I, I can't get my I can't get my head around how he's managing to do this age thirty three, putting his body through that every single game. But it's it's the leadership. Yeah, as it's, well. it's it's something else, isn't it, that he you know, that's one of the second rows has got to come off. It's never Alan mm. Jones. It's you know, it's Adam Beard comes off, one of the young guys, you know, blowing, yeah, has got to go off. He, who he I looked, thought had a terrific game. He did, that, he yeah. did. He needed a big game, and he did. Mm. He had a massive game, didn't he? Really impressive. Um, but he he looks as if you know when the game ends, he looks as if he's a bit sad that it's come mm. to an end. I think he's he's in that zone where he <clears> just wants it to go on and on and on. I mean, I fear for him when the, when he does hang up his boots, as it was what he's going to do. Because, he's going to have to stay in the game somewhere, surely. Well, you I, think I, so, but he, you know, he keeps himself to himself, doesn't yeah. he? And you know, well, I don't know whether he'll go down the sort of Iron Man route or you know, as they they tend to do, doesn't he? But yeah, we've got to get him involved somewhere, haven't we? Because <laughs> you laugh him. You saying that all ex rugby players go into the, the Iron Man route, or is this just an Ospreys thing? Do you think Ryan Jones and well, Shane's Shane gone? Shane's and, gone into yeah. it, isn't he? There's, no, there's a number of them that haven't, mind, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> as well. Like this this well trodden path of five or six rugby players who've. who've Done a few Ironmans. You no, know, it seems to be those 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 ultra competitive mm. guys need something else. They need that fix, don't they, from something? So, um, yeah, I don't know, but it does seem like he, he, he's gonna. <sighs> Let's bring it back to the question though, because it's yeah. difficult to compare between eras, and I think all you can do is judge on what the the players have achieved. Now, that was his third Grand Slam, and he's been absolutely central to all three of those. There's another title in there that we haven't included. And on top of that is a World Cup semi-final, a World Cup quarter-final. Now you look back at the... Lions. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. Lion, two, two Lion, uh, two, um, or a Lions win, a Lions loss yeah. and a Lions draw. And started, didn't he, didn't he play he in every, he played in, yeah. so he played in every, yeah, consecutive, was it 12? Is it 12 tests? It'd be nine, wouldn't it? It's nine, yeah. Yeah. Massive, it's never my strong point. Clearly. And... So all of those things are, are absolutely amazing. 
and then you, you, know, you look back to the players of the 70s, I just think it's, it's too hard to compare because there's no World Cup. How, how that 70s side would have gone in the World Cup, you know, if there had been a, an equivalent tournament in those days, that would be, that would be the benchmark. But, yeah, but I, it's too hard to compare. But, all, but, but on the flip side, the amount of, the amount of time that he's played for... Mm. Surely that's got to that's got to stand him in. Yeah, but he's a, you know he's a he's a professional, so he's been able to dedicate his entire career to this without having other commitments. But then you could argue that the game's that that much more physical, that it's that it's even more yeah. impressive because and in the second row, in, in the second row, yeah. I, do, yeah, what, look, what, what, I know you. I know you, you've got to. You've got to throw those questions. I'm back trying to play devil's advocate. Do you, do you but think right now? I'm finding, as you know, right? I've I've always said Sam Warburton's my favourite player, or maybe maybe even the greatest player I've ever I've seen play for Wales, and I think that's changed now. I, I just don't think it's it's I don't think it's possible to look past him as for players that I've seen play for Wales. I think he is the, he's certainly the greatest I've I've seen, and that the thing that astonishes me is he's just getting better. And this is this is peak, and I really just hope it it comes to fruition in the World Cup and he's able to put together something really, really special because his performances are, are absolutely incredible and his leadership. He d- Honestly, like, you know, I'm, I don't want to slate Rory Best here, but that, that is the difference, I think, between good leadership and great leadership is yesterday, all of those Welsh players looked at Alan jones and he led by example. He refereed the game himself and... He was able to. He was able to get them to perform yeah. that extra two or three percent that made with, Ireland look really, really with, ordinary. With that level of control as well, doesn't he? He's mm. so controlled with it all. You know, he's winding people up, mixing it, but you just know that he's never going to overstep the mark, is he? It's, it's and it's a really, really impressive trait. Um, something that we haven't seen from from anybody else. I don't. I don't. I don't know whether we'll see it from anyone again. No, I don't know. And the you know, without wishing to put a dampener on it, I think he is the one player who is. Completely irreplaceable for the World Cup. I would say him, and for me also, Jonathan. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good 13, he, you know, you know, when you look back over the games again, he just the the defence that he puts in just makes it look so easy. Yeah. Doesn't he? I know in that game yesterday, for instance, <coughs> he put in three tackles. They, was that was 50th, amazing. Was it the fiftieth yeah. minute? I don't know exactly when it was, but well, I watched it at the yeah. time because he's so easy to say. We were up in the gods, but even then, yeah. you know, you can spot that that grey scrum cap so easily and I watched it when that's a good tackle bang up on his yeah. feet that's a good tackle it was on Rory Best and, wasn't yeah. it massive hit you hurt you hurt and then it. when he cuts inside he's yeah. up again and made that yeah. third and it was absolutely yeah. incredible I was watching it five minutes I, I was watching it five minutes back because I had some sort of interruption and my brother had messed me saying bloody hell those three hits mm. and I was thinking yeah and I just messed back and yeah yeah they, you know. then I saw them thereafter and yeah he's, so him and Alan Wynn are the two yeah. that we've just got to um, got to do everything we can, haven't we? To and we know that you know Jonathan, unfortunately, is um, is is prone to picking up an he injury. He has been prone to injuries. He's had Alan big injuries. hasn't been, has he? No, but touch wood. Let's see if anything comes out of this one now. But they're fantastic problems to have because, like we said, there's no there's no Toby Fallon the team at we the moment. We haven't mentioned him. Yeah. Half penny, yeah, to come back. Plus some of those emerging mm. talents like Ellis Jenkins. I mean, the back, the back row come Rugby World Cup is going to be Aaron absurd. Shingler. Aaron Shingler yeah. was. A mainstay of last Six Nations yeah. campaign, and he's uh, yeah, he could be facing staring the, down the, the barrel of not going to the World Cup, and I saw there's going to be a lot of disappointed players. There is, you wouldn't want to be picking that, would you? I saw a tweet today with the players that are 15 that aren't yeah, involved, I saw that. and mm. you know when you look through it, you do because you do you do sort of forget, don't you? Because it's current, and mm. you're looking at who's out there at the moment, and some brilliant players. You could also see it when we lifted when we lifted it, couldn't you? And the, the players that were in the suits. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good position to be in. It is a good but position. But it's a fact for me. It's a fact. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to go fact as well. I mean, I think the only the only one is is perhaps Gareth Edwards, who again you speak to people and the how far ahead of his time he was to be such an attacking, aggressive, try scoring threat, and again consistency year after year. There's so many people who would say yeah Gareth Edwards, but look, it, it's a it's a hypothetical debate. It's just, it's a joy to watch him play and yeah, long may it continue. continue. Yeah. <laughs> right, Dan, point number two. Wales have proved they should be going to Japan with the sole aim of winning the Rugby World Cup. Fact or fiction? Fact, yeah. I think we're in a really, the best possible shape we, we could be in. Um, 
you know, we've we talked about it, haven't we, for the last sort of twelve months, but the depth that we've now got and it's genuine, isn't it? Mm. We have genuine strength and depth. The coaching the coaching setup we've got, you know, from you know, from sort of one to eight in the back room is brilliant. Um I'm I'm already panicking about the next set coming in. Yeah, um, well, that's a, it's an and, interesting it's an interesting point. Let's quickly just divert onto that. You know, if you're Wayne Pivot, are you sat there excited about the set of players <laughs> that you're about to inherit, which is amazing, and the strength and depth? Or would you, you know, would you rather yeah. be Gatland in 07, looking ahead and thinking, right, I'm going to go in, I'm going to clean that mess up and make a good side out of this because they're a good set of players? Or would you be rather be Wayne Pivak sat there? Yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a good mulling question. it over, thinking right, I've got a tough act to follow, but I've got amazing, <laughs> tough act to follow. amazing, amazing strength. Is that and an depth. understatement of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be easy to probably say that you'd rather you'd rather be in the position of Gatlin was in 07, mm-hmm. where we were in dire straits, weren't we? And mm-hmm. then he came in, but actually to turn that around, you know, he, it's plenty have tried, haven't they, and failed, and he's. He's done it. And Again, to go back to the Alan Jones point, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. He has been yeah, he's been so consistent, hasn't he, with with all the you know, the nonsense that goes on in Welsh rugby. Um I don't know. I mean for Pivak it's almost it's a it's it's gonna be a, a, a very, very difficult challenge for him coming in, isn't he? Surely, you know, he's not gonna be able to he's not gonna be able to do as well as, as Gatland is and not being defeatist, but well, I mean it's yeah, you know, we we will see, and I, I appreciate those concerns, and I think we're you know we're all going to have them. But before that, we've got rugby well, world yeah. cup to think about. We've got to enjoy the year and now, haven't we? We have now. What I would say is, we said a couple of times in the lead up to this Six Nations that Six Nations form in World Cup year isn't the be all and end all. You know, you look at twenty eleven, England won the title but crashed out in the quarterfinals. Wales looked pretty average in twenty eleven. And with a real surprise package of the tournament, should have made the final. 2015, again, England, you know, made Wales look pretty ordinary at home in that first game. Wales then went on and, and put together a, a, a fantastic display in the face of adversity in the in the group stages, to particularly that win against England. And you know, we're within a whisker of making the semi-finals again. So there's how many months now? Six. Just yeah, just under six, six months, months before the World Cup campaign begins or just over six months and you look back only four months and Ireland were beating New Zealand three months ago and we were all saying right well you know they're obviously going to win the, the Six Nations or a lot of people were saying that a lot can change in that time is that going to be a concern you know are we reading too much into this Six Nations form no, I don't. I don't think that the Six Nations makes an enormous amount of difference for the, for the World Cup. I think you know England. England will be very, very strong when it comes mm. to the World Cup, and you know a number of the other sides will will as well. But I think we've Gatlin's got such a steely edge, isn't he? That he, yeah. lo- he loves the big occasions. He's he's proven it time and time again, even at club level when he's played in, in yeah. huge games. He's tended to get the, the the better, you know, the upper hand on the opposition. So, I for that fact, I think that we're in a really strong position. And you know, even if we hadn't won yesterday, I'd still be backing us to 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 do pretty well. And this is the you know, this is the one thing that Gatland hasn't, you know, hasn't sort of shone at, isn't it? He, he's going to want that. He's going to want that World Cup. Um, I, think I wouldn't the, say I wouldn't say he hasn't shone at it. You not know, that, shone. that twenty that twenty eleven campaign but was God, amazing. I suppose. I think now you look at it and say they have to, you know, you, you've got to top that group now. Anything other than topping that group would be a disappointment. Having beaten Australia in the autumn and this 14-match run that includes Australia, South Africa, Argentina away, England, Ireland, that form is starting to look very strong now. Well, now it is looking impressive. It is looking a lot impressive. Of play, a lot of, uh, there's a number of people that said, look, you know, the teams, we, the teams we've beaten, you know, were, were there any, you know, great, great sides in there? And now... You can't really question it, can you? We've, we've. What impresses me most about it is people have been so quick to dampen the form. But it's not about how you how convincingly you beat Italy or or France. It really isn't. You know, we put out a Resi's side against Italy, and yeah, you know, it looked a bit laboured, but we never looked like we were going to lose that game. And then, okay, the France game was a real close shape, but we got out of it alive. Well, no one else did what we did against Italy, did they? 
None of the other sides put out. You know, no, they didn't. No, they so, didn't. no yeah. you know, Ireland made a few changes. Yeah, but a few, few changes, but, but not nothing, a whole Nothing thing. like what we did. That's the confidence that we've got. Yeah, you know? So, and you know, so you know, would I rather be sat here in in our position, having saved our big performances for the two hardest games against England and Ireland, and lifting the Grand Slam, or would I rather be England, who've you know, yeah, looked very impressive at, against Italy and France and blown them away, but end up with no silverware? I still don't know what their best team is mm. in my opinion yeah I think um, you're probably right yeah I yeah I think we're I think we're looking in we're looking in really good shape I really do can we win it I'll tell you what if Alan win, if Alan win Jones and Jonathan stay fit mm. I think we, we're, we're in with a very very good shout yeah I really do um, something that has really impressed me this campaign is the way in which you've handled the different conditions yeah and you know looking at looking at Japan and how the conditions can change from location to location yeah. I think that's going to be a big a big factor and we've changed the way we've we've needed to play at critical times and that's what's going to be needed for the World Cup but we haven't seen this before we've we've often said you know why why is it why have we not changed the way in which we've played why hasn't you know, one of the one of the key figures stood up and, and dictated, right, we're going to change the way or the coaching staff got a message on. So a big... I think that's a really good point. And that's the thing that holds us in good stead is, again, to go back to that form, Ireland's autumn form looked mighty impressive, but they were humbled by England at home. And then England's form, based on that Ireland game, looked impressive, but we were able to adapt against England and England had no plan B in that game. Ireland come to Cardiff again. Still, you know, bookies had them as, as fractional yeah. favourites for that game, and we've absolutely humbled them. They weren't able to adapt their game to the way it was being refereed. We were able to get the better of them in that regard. I think you're right that okay, it may not be the most eye-catching, and we're going to come on to talk about style of play in a little bit. But the ability to to play the referee, to play the conditions, to play uh, to look at a game and see how it's panning out. Even the Scotland game, when all of a sudden backs against the wall and we've kind of taken our foot off the, the pedal a bit mm. that ability to dig deep and and go okay we just need to get out of this game alive and here's the way here's the game plan in order for us to do it yeah. I think it's probably a position we haven't been in going into those other two World Cups yeah there's a slight air of New Zealand about us I, I, I think that because it's New Zealand oh, no, no no but in the <laughs> no, way I, I understand the, what the, you mean the way in which we are you know sort of really sort of um, strong at what mm. we do because quite often I think it's easy to get carried away with, you know, New Zealand start throw the ball around from all over the yeah. shop. They don't. They're they're really really sensible side, mm. and that's what we are. Well drilled, know exactly what we're doing. Everyone's yeah. on the same page, and um, we're now in a position where, you know, everything everything we're doing looks 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 watertight. Okay. Well, yeah. While we're on the watertight subject. This nonsense, this isn't one of the factual fixtures, but this nonsense of the roof have, you know, having to agree with the away side, whether it's closed or I not, can imagine has to end, you'd, right? You'd be livid about that, wouldn't you? Well, Going through walls. I just think it's madness. How, you know, we we well. build a stadium with a roof on it. Yeah. Fans pay 80 quid a ticket yeah. and they've got to sit there in the, in the pissing rain. As you'll have seen on telly, that front, you know, that whole of the front section of the lower tier having to sit there in ponchos as if they're at Thorpe Park. It's, you know, on a school trip to on a school trip to Walton Towers or something. That's that's a shambles. You know, when you've paid that much money, sorry, but six nations need it's, it's their it's their laws that dictate that this is the case. That just has to be that has to be finished by now. We just need to go, look, it's with a home side, we get the choice. It's not like when dragons go and play at Cardiff. We go, oh whoa, whoa, hang on a minute, what's this artificial pitch? Let's rip that up and we're going to put down a sandy old, uh, sandy old Rodney Parade style pitch from years back. Yeah, you can't do it. It's, there, there are different conditions to play in. Why, did, why have we given away the... Can we change it like that? It's, no, it's, I think it's Six Nations rules that, that dictate it is that crazy, it has to isn't be it? The, away, the, the away team it has is to crazy, agree with it. It is crazy. And, you know, it's like you, having a convertible and not, uh, not taking... <laughs> Yeah, it not is taking off the top when the sun when the sun when the sun's out. Or even worse, it's I, like buying a convertible and not not lifting the lid up when it's pissing it down. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 taking it out. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, it is ridiculous. Yeah, I, th- I think it's I ridiculous. Just, I just think it's that, look, the common sense needs to prevail there. And think about the people who are paying the, are paying the big money to go and watch a game. Well, sadly, rugby. they don't come into it, do they, though? In, mm. in, in, no, terms, right, of, in terms of, you know, with the island being asked what they want, if they thought it was going to give them the upper hand, which obviously it didn't, um, they're not going to worry about some fans down below getting, no, they're not. getting uh, peed on. No, it's and that's yeah. You know, so it's a real shame, and I just think that's why it should be taken out of it should be mm. taken out of the the decision and common sense prevailing, which which sadly I don't think it's it's likely to likely to anytime soon. Right, point number three. We can safely say it's easy for me to say. We can safely say that Gareth Anscombe is Wales's first choice ten. In my opinion. Sorry, fact or fiction. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I thought I was going to be able to go off there. Right, In my opinion, it's a, it's a yes, right? But obviously, bigger, fact, yeah. bigger yesterday played the vast majority of the game That's at, true, he did, yeah. at 10. So um, I think that with Gareth Anscombe in the side at 10, I think I said it last week, didn't I? We, we, we're, diff- we're a difficult side mm. to work out how, how, to, how to play against. Um, and I think to some degree, you know, that was that was true yesterday, really, because they didn't expect Bigger to come on so early. And, you know, he played the way that we, we expected him to play. But it, it shocked him, didn't it? I mean, I think, every, you know, every tackle that he made was dominant. It was, you know, those hits that he was putting in were huge. The thing that I will say about this, I said in last week's pod, I had a, a concern about his goal kicking at test match level. What a performance off the tee. Absolutely seven amazing. Seven. seven out of seven. And then when, when Bigger came on, I turned to my cousin Ross and said, Oh God, why isn't, why isn't Bigger taking the kick? Yeah. Why isn't Bigger taking the kick? And that first one was a particularly it was tough a big one. big kick, that. Absolutely slotted it. And I think what that shows is the test match mentality. And that's what he's developing. You develop those things with experience. So while it's really impressive off the tee, he did some wonderful work under the high ball from fullback, which again, I think has been... Certainly not his strongest point. I think he's had some great games for Cardiff at fullback, but it's mainly been based in his counter-attacking ability and his kicking game rather than what he's done under the high ball. And in those conditions, he was immaculate. And he has dropped and he has dropped a few in the tournament, hasn't he? Yeah. Particularly early on against France, he, he dropped yeah, a few, he did. didn't he? And he's just come through it, yeah. And but he looked so comfortable he did. in that regard that I don't even think it matters that he was playing most of the game at fullback. I think what it shows is that he is developing that test match mentality of playing in those big games and being able to be a really contributing factor. You know, he picked up man of the match, that amazing kick to set up Hadley Parks' try. That was beautiful, wasn't it, that yeah. kick? You know, he, he, he was deservedly man of the match Carlos, for me. Carlos Spencer-esque that. It was, it was yeah, it the was, old Carlos Spencer. Yeah, my brother, my brother messaged me saying Spencer all yeah. over. And it was, wasn't it? It was. So New I think, Zealanders, New Zealander. I think, yeah. I think that's the... And I, I actually, I, I, I really felt pleased for him at the end in that stadium when he, when they announced he was man of the match and brought him up for the interview, the whole place It sounded loud on TV, was it big? It was really loud. Good. Everyone, you know, I couldn't hear what they were saying. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but everyone was cheering. Yeah. And I thought, you know, fair play for him because he's not everyone's cup of tea. And I think the fact that he's... He's had a lot of stick. I think the fact that he's born in New Zealand, he played for the Baby Blacks and... Those kind of things don't necessarily ingratiate himself to the. the well, he's harder to warm to, isn't he? Whereas Hadley Parks, you know, writes his out, writes his column, doesn't he? he just yeah, you 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 really is he's easier to warm to. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it is, but I think he he went a long way to Not to winning to winning people over. No, no. I'd, I'd look if he we're is, looking at solely yeah. as a playing point, yeah. he's he's turning himself into that real quality Test match player, and I think. The positional change yesterday, actually, rather than saying, oh, he didn't play the game at 10, I think it was the fact that he was able to put in that level of performance despite being disrupted six minutes into the game that is what's really impressive. So I do think, actually, this is fact. He's going to be Wales' yeah. first choice 10. We wanted to see him have a run of games, didn't we, with that injury mm-hmm. beforehand. I think he was carrying a few. He's not now. And, yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic 10. And what a great position to be in, to have two outstanding 10s. We're blessed, aren't we, at the moment? We are blessed. Rhys Patchell obviously hasn't featured at all, you know, and I, I do feel a bit sorry for him because I think over the summer you could have argued that Patchell had played played at ten a little bit better than than Gareth Anscombe had in those in those Test matches over the summer. He's had some injuries at, at the wrong time, and that's you know that's kind of put pay to his to his chances for the Six Nations. I'm sure he'll be desperate to to make yeah, it on that plane. He's going to keep playing, isn't he? Mm. Anscombe picks up a knock. 
you know, Patchell comes in and it's all going to come down to injuries again, isn't it? One thing's for sure, Bigger still has that 22 shirt for me. I just, I love, you know. How good was he though? Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, just watching it back again today, that hit that he put in, no stander when he mm, shinned it. Yeah. I know, I know, he, I know it already gone by then, but as he came around the corner, who is that that's hit him? Yeah. And it was a massive, every it hit like he had, he was driving him yeah. back, wasn't he? You just saw that 22 on the back mm. of his shirt. Bang. You know, head well, had his head taped up, didn't he? Blood, blood coming down him. Um, God, it was yeah, just the defence. Anyway, we can't talk about the defence. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, come, we'll I'm sure we'll come on and talk about that in part two. But first, we're going to have a very, very quick break. Loads still to come in this second half, including the Attacking Scrum Awards for the Six Nations. But first, we've still got two to go on fact or fiction, Daniel. The Welsh Rugby Union need to do everything they can to keep Sean Edwards in the Welsh game. Fact or fiction? It's a fact. Yes. But I, I can't see him. I can't see him staying at all, even for a monumental sum. Well, here's... Uh, Here's, what I, here's where I think that might be slightly different. Okay. So the, the interview he gave this week where he said, you know, he's a free agent after the, after the World Cup would lead you to believe that this deal with Wigan is not only not a done deal, but it looks like it's not happening. That's, that's what I would get. You know, this was, this was six, nine months ago this was announced that he was supposed to be taking over as Wigan head coach. He said he's open to all offers, union and league. That's the exact quote. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's a done deal with Wigan at all. Well, it's I, not, is it? I think that's but, the least likely scenario at the moment. But I just think he'll go with Gatland. Do you? I do. Yeah, I think if um, I mean Gatland famously didn't didn't take him on the didn't take him on the Lions tour. He didn't. Twice. But I wonder whether part yeah, of that twice. was part of that was politics. I know that Gatland doesn't. You know, he, does, he, does, he he's you know, he's a big enough character to not worry about those sorts of things. But there's with the, the Lions is different. Mm. You, know, you you can't. You can't take all of your own, no. and we did have a lot of our own there. So I, I just can't see it happening. All right, here's a scenario: Warren Gatland ends up being New Zealand head coach, so he's going home, back to New Zealand to the number one job in world rugby, and he'll probably go on and pick up a, a World Cup doing that because that side coaches itself. He goes on and does that. Do you think Sean Edwards is following him to the other side of the world, or would he take a defence coach job with England, with Wales? Uh, will he take a head coach role at, you know, a, a premiership team? Will he link up with Die Young at Wasps? You know, to say he's going to follow Gatlin, would he follow Gatlin to New Zealand? Should Gats get that job? Or another scenario, Gatlin gets the England job. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to imagine oh, that at this point God. in time. But Gatlin gets the England job. Would Gatlin be bringing Andy Farrell back to work with him at England? I wouldn't be surprised to see that. I think if Gatlin goes to England, he'll take, he'll take Edwards, definitely. Really? Yeah, I think he'd take Howley as well. I really do. Very interesting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes McBride. I mean, you know, if he takes. All right, so we'll write that one off. We'll write that one off. Let's say he does end up in New Zealand. If he goes, Harry and Edwards aren't going to New Zealand with him, are they? Not when their stock is so high. I don't think. I think. Yeah, I mean, it would. That's a great question because it's 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 really difficult for them, isn't it? That's a, it's over the other side of the world. They've got families here. But you know, Gatlin's done it. If he if he says, "Look, come with me for I'm only going to stay for, you know, I'm only staying for a three year tenure. Can you can you do three years with me?" They're that tight. You've got to mm. think they're, you know, they've told everyone they're like family. Yeah. You know, ten, eleven years. They must be as well. They must be that tight. Um, the thing with Sean Edwards, I think it's a possibility. The thing with Sean Edwards, I see. I would see that as unlikely. If if Gatlin gets the New Zealand job, I wouldn't see Sean Edwards following suit. I don't know how um, Edwards would. Go down with the with the New Zealand. I'm not sure how I'm players. not sure how foreign coaches would go down with you know. I think they would expect Gatland to pick from a crop of Kiwi coaches, if I'm honest. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that be the case. Sean Edwards' stock is high. I, I don't you know. Obviously, I don't know the guy, but one thing I do know about him is he has a tremendous sense of loyalty, and that's not just to Gatland. I know he has a huge amount of respect for Wasps as a club. I think he's, you know, he's, he's openly said that he, um, 
that he has a huge amount of loyalty for them as a club. Obviously, he has this this huge connection with Wigan, having been a legend up there as a as a player. But I think he has that with Wales too. He's he spoken he's spoken yeah. openly about how fondly his you know, he he sees his time as defence coach of Wales. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a counter offer. You know, Pivak does not have a defence coach. Yeah, this guy, this guy is a legendary defence coach. I think he should just be going, okay, look, let's get him a contract at the Union and keep him in the game. You know, we're, we're talking, I don't want to talk about Project Reset again, but we're talking about how those regions are struggling. Just having his skills on hand, you know, as he's done at Cardiff Blues last season, as he's done with the Ospreys this time around, having those set of skills of the best defence coach in the world, when he said he's out of contract, I think he's going to help. And I, I can't imagine Wayne Pivak saying, oh, you know, I don't want him part of my, oh, no, part of my backroom team. They'd want him, wouldn't they? And I, I'd, I'd be abs- I'm all for that, for them trying to get him. But I just, I just cannot see him, even if the money's huge, mm. which it obviously it would, it would have to be and would be, him taking it. I think he'd, you've got to look at when to, you know, when to tap out as well. You know, and he'd be advised, I think, as well. I think he'd be advised against, against doing that. Um, you know, with what he's done, his his, yeah, his stock is so high. I think, I think it's time for he, he'd be probably thinking, look, it's time for a new challenge. And also, you can go backwards. Um, it's knowing when to tap out, and mm. almost like retiring. You know, he's, he'll go out and go out on his terms. I and I'd be I'd be absolutely amazed if um, if if Wales managed to retain him. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I again, if I, if I if I were Welsh rugby union, I'd be doing everything I can to to keep him within the Welsh game because he's just proven time and time again. When he came in as defence coach in 2008, we won that Grand Slam built on defence and here we are now in 2019, 11 years later, and he's done exactly the same thing but reinvented himself, not as a character, but you know, reinvented his style of coaching and yet again has adapted to the way that the modern game has has developed. So... Yeah, that, you know, just, that, that stat of uh, Grand Slam Champions Wales had both the worst game line success rate, 42% in attack, but also the best in defence, 41% in the Six Nations. Which leads me on perfectly, Dan. Contrast. Which leads me on perfectly. Jed, you can always rely on me for these things. I can't. It leads you on perfectly <laughs> to our final fact or fiction. Winning is all that matters when it comes to Welsh rugby, fact or fiction. How much time have we spent on this podcast, Dan, since it began talking about the Welsh style of rugby? The very first podcast we did was about Wales developing their game and playing a more expansive, traditionally Welsh style of rugby. Yet here we are in March 2019, Wales have won another Grand Slam built on defence. Um, all that matters is winning. I the would worst s- game line success, as you've just yeah. shamelessly ripped off from, uh, from the Opta rugby Opta guys. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you'll be seething. Yeah, you'll be yeah. seething. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think that we've. I've, I've, I, you know, people say about Warren Ball and all this. Mm. For me, Gatland has had to play a certain a certain style of rugby because of the players in which we've, you know, had or not had rather mm. over the years. And so he's done it. He's devised a way of winning, as a lot of the other sides have done. Um, I think I'll probably go with fiction, right, on yeah. this. But I'm looking at the whole, the, the bigger picture. So not this tournament. I think we've played, yeah, we defended incredibly well. But I also think we've played some great rugby as well. I really do. We've scored when it matters. Mm. We've been um, really, really efficient. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of, you know, the start. We didn't start well, did we, against France? But to come no. back from that as well yeah. shows that we've got, you know, we've got it in us. We've got the yeah. minerals in us to, you know, to... Uh, to come through and, and win against against all odds. Um, there's some exciting rugby in there, is. there isn't there? Some great tries when you And I back. think that's it. Yeah, some great tries. I think in particular, you look at Josh Adams and what yeah. he did in that Scotland game, amazing. The France game, it was his break that was the that we said was the turning point for that comeback, you know, setting up the, the Thomas Williams try. Uh, yeah, that finish against Scotland where he oh. skinned Kinghorn around the side. But even yesterday... Yes, that that, that break, break the the ability to spot yeah the ability to spot the broken play bang you straight through there and who who is it running support line by the way it's Alan Wynne Jones yeah I know and yeah. that was absolutely sensational so you know there there is some ex- some real excitement within there it's a pragmatic game there's no doubt about it and I think you compare it to the other nations it's not as it's not as 
expansive as as uh, Scotland. It's not as expansive no, as England, is. even. You know, I, I would I would argue the way they're chucking the ball around at well, times. They do, but they're loose as anything, aren't they? Chuck it around. They've they've scored some good tries from kicking. I know mm. people have you know now the tournament's come to an end. A lot of people have said, "Oh, England looked you know great in attack." Mm. They, they've also looked distinctly average as well in attack for me. They've, they've put some great kicks through and have got some, you know, some good tries from that. But I don't know. They some of their games for me feel like they're in slow motion. Mm. They really do. It's um, interesting. I don't know. You know, I, I think you look at some of those tries they scored against Italy. Now I know obviously Italy were pretty poor and they're, they're not great away from home. But there was some exciting stuff in there. And fucking a singer is obviously a big talent. Didn't play against Scotland, but they. Some of the lines that, that daily runs, you know, the, the finishes that, that Noel has, you know, you they could got, argue that they, they chuck the ball they've around. They've got some a bit super talented media, players, haven't they? But they just, the, the cohesion is not quite there, is there? The, the man management isn't there from the senior players. They're still, I still think they're in a bit of a, a, bit of a strange place. Yeah. I really do. And, and long may that continue. Like, while we're, <laughs> while we're talking about England, now this is going to be an unfashionable thing to say, and particularly with my accent, but. I actually think this Wales side reminds me of England in 03. It does, right? Because the, no. In the, yeah, no, in, the, in the, those big games, we're turning up and, and playing the way that they do. You know, you think back to their Grand Slam and that was a, a demolition job they did on Ireland and they turned up and they stepped up that very next level. Uh, you know, you think back to that, the, those, those wins against New Zealand away that really gave them that confidence and, you know, you could liken that to, a, to our victory over England. You know, it was just really steely and, and the ability to know how to win that, that got us there. It might not be the prettiest rugby, but it's got moments of it's got moments of flaring, which to be fair, I know it's taken me a long time to admit this, but that England side did. You know, you couldn't look at Jason Robinson and say he was a he was a dull player, could you? You know, you couldn't yeah. look at Will Greenwood and say that he didn't add moments of excitement if you're into watching England score tries. But that that's kind of what it reminds me of a bit. And the, well, the ability yeah, but, to, you know, yeah. to... But it's also win, it's, it's, that's like winning rugby, isn't it? It is winning rugby, and, and, that's, and that's the thing that we should you, be excited about. Yeah, you could um, also say it's link, you could link it to New Zealand as well, because, mm. you know, yeah, that England side was a, was a big, it was a power-based game, wasn't it? And, and we, we were very, very powerful yesterday, weren't yeah. we? You know, Ireland thought they were going to... But it was clever, it was clever us. power as well, you it know? Was. It was yeah. the ability to know how to get the better of them at the ruck, to know when to go for the... For the choke tackle. I mean, God, you know, Ireland have been the kings of the choke yeah. tackle for a long, long time. We completely outdid them. And we outdid them in that. We regard. swivelled as well, didn't we? When, it, yeah, it was, when, when power was needed, it was on. But we also sort of swivelled out mm. of that power game as well, very, very cutely. Which, you know, I think Ireland have just been, it's been all about the power, mm. isn't it, at times. So I just think it's winning, it, it's, it's winning rugby, really. It isn't always going to be flashy. Um, and, you know, Gatland, Gatland gets older sides and he, he, he turns them into winning side, you know, winning sides. So to answer the statement, winning is all that matters when it comes to Welsh rugby, fact or fiction? Fact. Beautiful. Right, now it's time for this. It's the Attacking Scrum Six Nations Awards. More heralded than the Oscars, more glamorous than the Grammys, and more contentious than Sports Personality of the Year. Time now, Daniel, to discuss and to hand out... There's the... a bit of holly in that, though. <laughs> Time now, Daniel, Daniel to discuss and hand out the, the Attacking Scrum Awards for the Six Nations. I've been lucky enough to play with Daniel. I was, I was lucky enough to play with Daniel Kulik. Right, let's start with best game, Okay. Stop looking at my notes and, not, and have, an independent, have an independent... I haven't got my, my valuation glasses on. <laughs> Please tell me you have valuation have, glasses. Yeah, yeah. And you don't need them. You just no, wear, you they, put they, them on they, to impress the in, punters. Uh, yeah. no, I've told you this, haven't I? Yeah, I went into, went into the know. opticians. They said, they said, what are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for a pair of glasses, but I don't, I don't think I need them. So we do an eye test. <laughs> Did an eye test. Absolutely fine. Perfect vision. Yeah. I said, I mean, I'm, in, I'm in the market for buying a pair. I oh, need okay. a pair. Yeah, I, don't know I couldn't you... say to him for when I'm going into some uh, some premier housing. They were, they were, glasses. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the, the team know that when when I'm going into something fairly big, out mm. come the glasses. Jesus, <laughs> ridiculous! Oh, I did not know that, and, yeah. I've yet, and I've yet to see them. Which, uh, which yeah. I, I hope you'll you'll dust out at some point. Right, best game, Dan. Uh, I'll throw, I'll throw you a, a lifeline here. Right. A couple that spring to mind. Now I've narrowed it down to two. I think for sheer entertainment. 
it is impossible to look past the England-Scotland draw yesterday. Oh, what a which game. Which was incredible. What a game that was. It was awesome. So we yeah. walked from the stadium Jeez. back down to the bay and we watched, uh, we got there as it was 31-0 in the bay. So we I missed, you know, a big chunk of, of England running riot. We thought, oh, it's a bit of a shame, you know. But we've, you know, we've got the title, who cares? But it would be nice to have seen a game yeah. of it. And then the more that game developed, the more exciting it got, the looser so you watching got. it fully? Watching it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So watching it live as it's as it's Brilliant. as it's happening yeah. in the pub, and then you know as Scotland start clawing back into it, the whole of the pub starts singing "Flower of Scotland," <laughs> and you know obviously when they went ahead, it was absolutely amazing. But it, and you know the the draw to finish it, it was just a bizarre game of rugby. It was thoroughly entertaining. Some of the tries were phenomenal. That's Sam Johnson's try, yeah, I, you know, I mean, just you know, you know how much of a fan I am of Finn Russell, but oh, some of the, the the tricks that he's pulling out, absolutely. The no look passes that yeah. was just. And to take the hit as well. I know he got one. You know, it's like, yeah, bang. You, you know, yeah. I think he knew he was and going he's slight to. As well. Yeah, he just yeah, everything, everything. The intercept. It was, it was the Finn Russell show, mm. wasn't it? He was absolutely magnificent, and um, yeah, everyone was behind them. I heard that uh, in the ground. My uh, my pal Dave told me today that uh, in the Gareth Edwards bar afterwards, on the seventy second minute, so everyone was there was mm. one screen I think up. And everyone was watching, you know, watching the game. This is in this is in, in the millennium. In, in the millennium, yeah. yeah. So there was a few people around, you know, around the around the TV. And then as as the score started to build, more and more people were getting around the TV. And then everyone started watching it. Seventy second minute off the TV went. Obviously, policy, you know, off you it went. Literally, yeah. So uh, some guy had a phone. At, you know, at the front, mm. and he was holding it up, and everyone was crowding around oh his phone, God. watching the because uh, there was there wasn't enough time to obviously oh, get to you know get to, get to the bar, but um, yeah, just it was it was it was brilliant, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was and a barbarians game. It was, yeah, and then you know it shows, doesn't it? When when it's when it's so loose like that, there's mm. no there's no bet. I don't think there's a better side really than than Scotland when no. it's free flowing like that. And but what you want to do is not allow them and. You know, England, uh, England did, didn't they? And oh, she yeah. was celebrating at the end with, um, you know, England just celebrating the draw. I mean, Eddie Jones just. Sat should, there. I'm not being funny. No one should be celebrating a draw being 31 points up. If you're 31 points up and you end up getting out of jail with a draw, yeah. Well, I mean, it should never ever no. happen, should it? But nonetheless, a very entertaining game. That was a cracking game. Any other spring to mind, or do you want to hear my other nomination? Um, well, I mean, Wales England for me is just for it's Wales England. It's it's always the biggest, always has been, for me, always will be. Yeah. You? Yeah, I, I, Wales England was my other nomination. And I'll tell you, you know, the, the Wales Ireland game would have been bigger because of what was on the line, but we won it so easily. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quite a nervous, I'm a nervous Wales fan. Like, when I'm watching, I don't like to say too much. And, I, and again, in the stadium, I didn't yesterday. But at half-time, I thought they will need a miracle to get back in this game. Everything was going our way. I felt from minute one, you know, when George North um, bundled him into touch, I thought, could be our day today. And then we scored Great the try. Start. And the moment that I thought, I really thought, this is, this is going to be our day, is that CJ stand the fumble. So if you make such a big deal about keeping the roof open and you go to take a, a quick tap and your number eight shinned it into the back, into the back of the second row, then, uh, then I, I really felt it was going to was be the, our day. The roar on the TV sounded oh, enormous, was it? For every, every mistake they it made. It was, but it was also... Yeah, I was kind of up appealing for it. I, I you, know, you couldn't see what was given. And actually, something I know a lot's been said about the ref, and that we did not win because of the ref. If we won for any be. reason, it was because we, it was because we knew how to play the ref. But one thing I really liked was actually the way that him and the touch judge yeah. were in constant communication, and that was another one. He, he switched decisions, didn't he? And he, yeah, he went yeah. switched decisions for the knock yeah. on and but later he, on. But I know, I know, Gardner. You know, he's had an absolute hammering from the Irish. Um, and there was, but they get their way at the breakdown. They do, right? they, and they were ref. They were mm. ref. They were ref. Well, yeah. I thought. Um, I thought he had a good game, didn't mm. you? Yeah, well, I did. From what you know, from where I, I've only seen that and the highlights back. I tried to watch the game yeah. back the, last the, night and fell asleep. Yeah. But it's the Guinness. It was yeah. It was the Guinness and the curry and the couple of bottles of Bangler in the in the Duchess of De- Duchess of Delhi that did it. But. They, yeah. were, they could have had, we could have had a yellow card for, for Josh Adams's trip. Oh, I know there was not. I, I know really? there wasn't, well, there wasn't much in it, but you can't you can't trip someone up. No, you're right. So you, yeah, you, just, right. you know you can't. There's nothing in it, and it was soft, but you just can't do it, can you? Mm. Um, but they the penalties they gave away, um, you know, coming in the side over the top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and we didn't do that. No, you're right. And so look, I think the the to go back to the to the game of the tournament thing, we beat Ireland so easily. 
that you know, I think any new, if I was sat there watching a neutral, you'd have known from 10, 15 minutes that Wales were going to win that game. And the Wales-England game had the real arm wrestle tussle to it. And it was won on a couple of big, a couple of big moments. But the atmosphere, as you know, being in the stadium, yeah. the atmosphere, the tension to the two unbeaten sides, that I think for the intensity would be my choice for game of the tournament. 100% with you. Right, let's move Wales, on. England. Let's move on to best try. Have you got a few in mind, or do you want to hear a few? Uh, a few that I think would make the shortlist. Um, I've got a few in mind. Go on, Daniel. But okay, so well, Sam Johnson's tried to take Scotland into the lead. Yeah, you know, thirty six, thirty one. Yeah. I thought was has got to be right up there. Yeah. Um, Adams is trying in Scotland. Yeah. Skinning black sheer, and sheer sidestep individual brilliance. Yeah, watch that all day. Gerald long. Davis would have been proud of that. I've. My, my, so I'm going to hold off now because okay. my pick is I'm not right, the okay. NHS yet so yeah I, I agree with both of those I'll tell you another one that I really enjoyed was the Sam Russell uh, Sam Russell sorry the Sam Johnson one against Ireland which was the Finn Russell break where he's tackled lies on the floor and then pops it up at yeah. the right side that was, I think it was Sam Johnson who was there in support and went over for on, me it was all floor, about yeah. it yeah. was all about the, the, the Finn Russell offload yeah. so you know I could have been oh, yeah, there and the yeah. yeah. but that, that I thought was, was fantastic and again to be fair England scored some Scored some good tries in in that game against Italy. You know, you look at the way Tuolangi just brushed defenders aside, and you know, and Johnny May finished some tries very well. So, what's the what's the one you got, obviously? So the the try I've got, and it's it's in the way it's in the Wales England game. Mm. Um, it's Corey Hill's try against England. Yeah, just you know, big as short pass to Corey Hill, the guy who's come from you know from from you know relatively nowhere really. And as just yeah, just cut a beautiful line, mm. and it was it was well, that after thirty odd phases, which yeah. is historically not something we do. It's well. not something we do, is it? We we didn't, but we don't we don't build fills yeah. a phase play, do we? Um, that's the try for me. Okay, I'm not sure we can give it that as much as I as much as I loved that try. Dragons boy, and it was brilliant. And he's a dragons boy, and it was fantastic. And actually, I tell you something that's really interesting. Scott Baldwin tweeted after that game, which I thought was quite an inspirational thing. He said, after this is after the England game, he said both of the players who scored the tries in that game, the decisive tries, were players who were let go by their oh, regions. Yeah. You know, and I thought that's a great that's a great yeah. that's a great kind of message to say is, you know, whatever happens yeah. early on in your career or yeah, keep, adversity, just keep plucking away and believe in yourself and look at both those players now. Keep keep going, yeah. And Alan Wynn as well, didn't he, at the end of on his speech, I think he said something on the lines of um Anything can happen, or is it anything can happen with hard work, or look what hard work can get you, or something along those which, lines. Which is what this side is built upon, isn't yeah, it? It's, it it's is. pure graft. And I just don't think. I think if you're looking for some a moment of of sheer brilliance, it's got to be something a bit easier on the eye than that. And so you know, while it was significant, watch that all day long. I know, I know. Um, go on then, go on then. So I think you've got to go for that Sam Johnson one against England. Yeah. That, it, and it was just the most amazing game as well. So yeah, I, I would be going for Sam. Not, Johnson. Not the step from. Not the step on Blake. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to not be too, not be too kind of um, <laughs> too well centric on yeah. this one. So I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Sam Johnson for this one. All right. I'll All bet right. you. Uh, bet right. you have that one. All right. What about breakthrough player, Dan? So um, Peno, I think for France is, is, uh, has Out been of position. It must be said. Yeah, well. has been played a lot of his rugby. Outstanding. Yeah. He scored a sort of cracking try on the, on yeah. the weekend again. And it's, I tell you what, it's bloody hard to look good in that French side because they are a yeah. school team. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're such a frustrating side. But he, he he's looked brilliant. Yeah. I think Dupont has, has at times played, played fantastic rugby. Makes you wonder why he didn't start yeah. in the first couple of games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just staggering. Um, Curry. You know, he That's has, a great shout. Yeah, he's 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 good. He's mm. a very very good seven, isn't he? Um, Darcy Graham. That's a good shout too. Yeah, Darcy Graham's. Uh, what I like about Darcy Graham, and again, you know, I'm. I love watching players with that attacking flair, but I like the fact he's a small bloke as well. Yeah, it's I good love to the see, fact that he's tiny. It's yeah. good to see that kind of. We always said that rugby was a game for all shapes and sizes, and it feels less and less so now. So when a player like that is able to break into the international scene. I think he's encouraging and he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, he is, yeah. Great try scoring record already, isn't he? Um, okay, they're all good chats. Yeah, I'd, argue, yeah, Ad, I'd argue Adams would be in that bracket as well. If you look yeah, at it, yeah. yes, he kind of cemented his place in the Wales yeah. side over the autumn, but really this this was his breakthrough tournament. Well, yeah. I think he was magnificent in, in that first game against France. You know, he, he dug deep in the first half and in the second half he helped win it. 
against Italy. He got himself on the the uh, score sheet again. You know, missing a bit more of a run in against England. Amazing, and to score that try, that must yeah. have meant a huge amount to him. But he was a fantastic performance there under the high ball too. It's yeah, it's, it's the, step, it's, the step against Scotland, and you know, he showed glimpses against Ireland too. He's working the clear out as well. Yeah. Like how, yeah, quickly, yeah, yeah. how quickly he's got to support the first guy going in. I think is. You know, he's been has he's been has been great and a revelation because we haven't seen that in yeah. the wide channels from our wingers. Um, I'll let you have the casting vote this time. Yeah, well, for me, it is it's Josh Adams, All right. um, and he's up there as well with close to being player of the tournament. I think he is. I think we know who's going to get that, but we'll come on to that <laughs> in a moment. Uh, all right. On the other side, what about the most disappointing yeah. player? Who's the player who's kind of been a bit of an underperformer this time around for you? For me, it's Sexton. Yeah, I think he's been really disappointing. Um, I. You know, I don't like the fact that he, he, you know, he throws his toys out, which is also quite good in the fact that he, you can rile him. Yes. Um, you know, there's a big, you know, Bigger's had a bit of that. Well, I was going to say we can't stick too much of the boot in, considering, considering Bigger's history of doing that. No, but you can say whether you whether you like it or dislike yeah. it, and, and I know why they do it. It's because they're they're ultra competitive yeah they're they? winners aren't they they're, yeah they're so competitive they cut, they just cannot handle it but I think he's been poor you know world player of the year for his standards it hasn't been great and I don't think he's been helped by Conor Murray either yeah I, they're the two players that spring to mind because they are both world class and both integral to all of Ireland's not yeah all of Ireland's success over the last few years which is not inconsiderable but yeah I think it has to be Sexton for me and yeah, he's a winner. I think he's. You look at his career; he's been fantastic, and he is so set. This is why Ireland is struggling a bit, I think. And I think we said beforehand in our preview uh, edition, which I want to touch on a bit as well, because you were strangely almost clairvoyant with some of your predictions. But we said that there was a reliance on Sexton. He's almost like the nerve centre of that Ireland side. Everything runs through. He's the brain of the side. You know, you almost feel like he's calling the line out a lot of the time it's just like everything seems to go through him and when it's going well it can tear sides apart and it can and he can manage games beautifully but when it hasn't like against England and particularly against Wales which you know I've I haven't seen every game Johnny Sexton has played for Ireland but I can't remember him having a worse game in an international yeah. shirt yeah, he, made, he made so many errors didn't he and he should have been, he should have been taken off yeah. know, a lot earlier um, he hadn't been playing well you know all, all tournament really up to his standards mm. to be anywhere near the level so I would have taken him off early they've got some lovely guys in, in, you know, in, in the outside channels mm. that just didn't get the ball and so it was easy for us we knew what they were going to bring and we, and we, you know, we, we outdid them up front and we out Ireland Ireland and you know, they, there was nothing else that was going to come from them every time they got the ball in the back line they were, they were completely clueless so you're going for Sexton so I'm going for Sexton I think, I think Farrell as well uh, there's a little mention of Farrell because it's similar to Sexton in that he, so he was taken mm. off, a, you know, taken off a game, wasn't he on the, on the weekend? Yes. He's the captain. He's you know he's he's the main guy. He has had some brilliant performances yeah. though this campaign. I would say that Ireland game, which feels like a long time ago now because England have ended up finishing the tournament in a disappointing way. I think that I feel like I'm coming across very pro England tonight, which is not my. Not my usual style. People normally give you a stick for the other way around. But, you know, I thought he was fantastic against Ireland. The stick's so, affecting you. Yeah. <laughs> they've got inside my head. Exactly. Mind games. But, you know, you look at that, that pass he threw for the opening try against Ireland. And, he, you know, he, yeah. pulled, he pulled the strings. Yeah. So, but he was disappointing against, yeah. against Wales and wasn't able to alter the, the game plan from on the field. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I think it has to be Sexton. Yeah. Right. Worst team. Yeah, worst team. This this was um, it's an interesting one. This isn't it? I think. Or should it be most disappointing team? Yeah, most disappointing for me. Let's go most disappointing I, team. Yeah, most disappointing is probably France because I think if they made some different selections from the outset, yeah, I think we could have seen a very very different side. Um, I know they finished above you know above Scotland. Um, above Italy, I'm, I but, don't but read I, anything into the. It's not it, a league season. It's no. you know it's. You play five games. It's not a you know whether you finish if you don't finish first. In my opinion, you finish last. Like, well, we, like oh, we yeah. finished second last year. Who cares? Who remembers the season we finished second? Like if you're Italy and you finish second, all right, fair enough. That that'd be a, a feather in the cap. But the reality is, is like who cares whether France? You know, if you don't win it, mm. 
There's, yeah. a, there's not, you know, if you don't, win, you, you don't finish last, who remembers Buffman. who finishes two to fifth? It's just the money side of it, isn't it, I suppose, and where you finish. Fine. But, fair, but, fair point. But, but I, I, it's got to be France, I think. I think if, if they'd made, you know, they've got some lovely youngsters, haven't they? And if they started with those guys, yeah. because if they'd started with them, I still think they would have had some losses, yeah. but they would have built some momentum and then we would have seen some really great plays from late on. And so for me, that's the most frustrating side of them. I absolutely agree. France would be my choice there. Ireland were disappointing and they will, yeah. be, they will be disappointed by their own high standards also. I wouldn't be writing off Ireland. Don't be surprised to see them come back and be serious contenders for the World Cup. You don't become a bad side overnight, but they misfired. But France, I mean, you know, like, yeah, Italy, again, had a, a poor tournament by what the... Yeah, but they're up what against, the, what the they're table up against it. They? I mean, but at least they showed some heart. Yeah, it did, yeah. You know, the, the France-Ireland France game was a disgrace. Every single one of those players should have been, you know, not maybe not every single one, but the bulk of those players should have been ashamed of themselves when they left that field. They were, they were honestly, they were like a school team that was out of their depth. And I, th- and I think that, yeah, that epitomised their problem for me. So it has to be France. Right. Best player. There's, there's a couple of obvious ones. <laughs> from, outside, from outside of Wales, there's a few I'd like to throw at you, Dan. I think Johnny May has been very good. He's finished very, finished very well. I think Tuolangi had a good tournament. Um, I think Ireland, you know, while we said they misfired, I thought James Ryan was pretty consistent throughout most of the tournament. Your boy, Abraham Stern, a.k.a. Bram Stain, for Italy. Oh, yeah, I felt he had a really good tournament. Yeah. He, you know, again, he, we probably should have mentioned him in the breakthrough players and, and, um, yeah, and Damian, Damian Pernod would add to that list. And then obviously from Wales, you know, you could almost argue, the, well, you know, the bulk of that, the bulk of that yeah. 15, if not 23, could feature in it. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for player tournament, you, you know, so mention a few, Navidi, I think yeah. has been unbelievable, yeah. hasn't he? Just everywhere, it's so nice seeing him, you know, he can play anywhere in the back row, yeah. can't he? And, you know, he's has, he's played eight, played, played six in this. He's at 60. It's just the work rate is yeah, phenomenal. He's, he's everywhere, isn't he? And he's, you know, he's not just making he's not just making tackles he's holding people mm. up his, his strength is he's so else. deceptively strong he is so strong yeah now you know in that game in, in you know, against uh, against Ireland we're using him you know in the line out at times yeah. well, lifting just whatever how well did the line out go I by know, the way I know we said we needed a big performance and yeah. my god did we get it. it it came didn't it um, yeah he just he's brilliant isn't he and yeah I, I thought he was he had a magnificent tournament um Moriarty again yeah. in the same mould, you know, led from the front, didn't he? Hit everything. And when you when you watch back the plays, he's quite often the first man there. You know, him, Navidi, mm-hmm. Alan Wynne Jones, yeah. you know, Ken Owens not far behind as well. A quick word for Thomas Francis, yeah. by the way. I think he has had a superb tournament and superb not just in the scrummage. Superb I, haircut. <laughs> not just in the scrummage, but Where's the loose? In the loose, but that there was a defensive line out again yesterday where Beard did really well to disrupt it, and then there was a second. You, you looked like Beard had got his hands on it, and Roy Best did really well to wriggle free. And I think it was it was Francis and uh, in the video Tipperick managed to wrap him up on that second burst, wrapped up man and ball. Yeah, and uh, and we got that that mall turnover again. So shout out for him, but surely there's only one man who's going to get this. There is. There's only one man. One man. Three letters. Alan Wynne-Jones. Okay, uh, Burke of the tournament, as I alluded to earlier, is Eddie Jones. He just uh, he just doesn't help himself. I love that word, it? Burke. Yeah. Do you know what it means? No. It's uh, some sort of... Yeah, it's, it's Cockney rhyming more. slang, actually. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to... Um, any delicate ears out there, it's Cockney rhyming slang. It's Berkshire Hunt. So, uh, yes, it's a little bit juicy. So, mm. done well not to mention that one. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a blue one. But he hasn't helped himself, has he? He's just... Never does. No, and you just look so foolish if you play the mind games. It doesn't work. To say Wales look tired and in the last minute of that game, we are fine. Yeah. You know, they've come off disappointed he that they've, that they've that ended up. Either, you know? no. Well, I don't know. I, I think if he does, it, it just shows that there's these little, these little doubts about his, own, about his own game and his own side. You know, he just looked foolish there. He looked foolish in the lead-up to the, to the Wales game. And yeah, generally he's just not ingratiated himself with, with many people. And, and it puts more pressure on him. Because you know what the English press are like? They love to circle yeah. around, you know, if they smell a bit of blood in the water, mm. they love to circle like sharks. So 
I wonder how this is going to play out in the lead up to the World Cup. And I think he's going to have to he's going to have to curb this a bit. I wouldn't be surprised to see him a lot more. I can't. I don't think he will because well, it's just he, he's kind of admitting defeat then, isn't he? All right, Dan. Keep it going. We're coming to an end. It's the end of a magnificent Six Nations and another Grand Slam for Wales. It's a little sad it's coming to an end. It, it? Is, it is a little sad, but what I'm going to ask you to do is to say your favourite moment of the tournament. So this, this doesn't have to be the best, but your favourite. What is the one thing that's going to live with you throughout the whole, uh, you know, when you yeah, look back at I, the 2019, so, and what's the one moment? Yeah, my, my favourite moment was, um, is a personal one actually, because it was... Uh, so it was Saturday night. We'd um, <clears throat> Victoria had come back from work, and uh, she just um, cracked open a bottle, brought in a glass. I, I Imi, Imi was up in bed, our older, so she's coming up to mm. four years old. She'd been up there for about twenty minutes. <clears throat> we sat down, had a, had a, had a little glass, chinked it, and then suddenly we heard this uh, "Come on, Wales!" <laughs> from upstairs, <laughs> and it was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It just made it for me, and. Um, yeah, that's, that's the, that was the moment of the, of the tournament for me. I like that one. I like that one a lot. I, I can't um, top that in terms of, yeah, in terms of it kind of being that personalised. But the one moment for me that will, I think, forever live with me is that Josh Adams try against England. Was the, the take? The take. And I just thought at that moment in time, it had been such a tough game and we were moving in the right direction. I thought, God, yeah, we're gonna, I think we're going to close this out. We're going to close this out. And then the because it's in like two stages, <laughs> yeah, there's the, the kick, the kick, and then it pops up. I think if he takes this, he's in. And in a split second, he's got the ball. He's over the line. I think we're going to look back at that try as in the same way that we do, yeah, the Scott Gibbs try in '99. You know, it's uh, perhaps not as eye catching, but the you know you were in the yeah, stadium yeah, at that well, point, was, and the ball's yeah. hanging in the air. We couldn't believe it. Yeah. Heart and mouth stuff. Was, I just think that that had everything for me, and and for him, a player who's done it through hard work and refusing to be denied, I think is a is a fantastic story. And that try that tries the one that will live yeah. live with me. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, it was it was it was absolutely incredible in the stadium. You know, hugely special. Yeah, for him and for all the fans, and the the crowd went. Went ballistic, you know. Beer was going everywhere. Everyone, you know, it was one of those most everyone's hugging yeah. everyone. You don't even know who you're <laughs> hugging, but you're hugging, yeah. Um, and yeah, I can't. Yeah, we'll be we'll be looking at that one back definitely. We will. But yeah, let us know your favourite moment of the tournament as well, and you can do that on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Do it on Facebook by liking our Facebook page and our ever increasing Facebook group which is called Wales Rugby Fans I think we're getting close to 8,000 people on there now it's just getting out of control so there is loads of Welsh rugby chat on there if you want to get more of it and of course you can follow us on Instagram as well which is Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum and as we said before you know we are just a pair of mates who do this in our spare time so we really appreciate the support thank you for listening throughout and uh, we'll have loads more coming up in the next few weeks, Dan Killick has struck up a bizarre friendship with a former Wales and Lions international. Isn't that right, Dan? Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he quite called it a friendship, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're in contact. We're in contact, and we're, uh, we're hoping to get said uh, said former international on the yes. on the podcast soon. And I don't think it will be one to be missed, will it? No, it should be uh, should be a cracker, that yeah. But yeah, if you can support us by leaving a review on iTunes, then we'll uh, we'll make sure we give you a shout out. Also, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Attacking Scrum. Sports Social Podcast Network.